Howdy, friends, and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. I'm James Chambliss, your host, also known as Old Hat. This is, because life is very confusing, technically, episode 28, because I started taping, uh, taping, how old am I? Yeah, about that old. I started recording bedtime stories, and they just go into the podcast lineup as the next episode, even though they're just kind of short little stories. So... I'm not sure what to do about that except just stick with the numbering system. I know there's a way that I could start a second, you know, kind of series of podcasts. And so like all the podcasts would be in one with the stories and what have you. And then the bedtime stories at the end of the day would be in a different one. But right now they're all together. So I hope you don't mind that. And since they're all together, that would make this episode 28. So here we go with episode 28 of the Old Hat Podcast part of the uh, coronavirus quarantine series because everything is still uh, shut down, isn't it? It's been fascinating to watch how quickly um, things change. And I have to tell you, I've been very pleased with how many kind people I have seen in the world and the different things people are doing for each other. A good friend of mine, uh, Cindy, her dad's 91 and in a nursing home, and uh, she went and sat outside his window with a white erase board so she could tell him things and pass him notes and uh, they could talk that way and at least see each other a little bit. It's really hard on folks whose uh, parents are in memory care or in long-term care centers and they can't get into the nursing home to see them. That's really a challenge, isn't it? We went through something similar uh, with my mother-in-law years ago. Uh, We couldn't always be there when we wanted to be there and you worry about things like that and uh, found a verse of scripture that helped us from Isaiah 46, 4. It says, I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you and I will carry you along and save you. See, God keeps his promises even when we can't. And you know what? You're not doing anything wrong. You can't go up there right now. So you're doing the right thing to not carry something to them and God's going to take care of them. I believe that. And so I just wanted to pass that on to you, but I've seen a lot of kind people in and out of those places who can be there taking extra care of people. And it's a really hard time for those folks and they're doing all they can. I saw uh, somebody had organized bingo, but everybody was in the door of their room and their wheelchairs and they had a bingo card and there was a bingo caller down at the end of the hall. And so everybody could keep their distance, but still play bingo. thought that was a pretty good idea. Woman I know, and I won't mention her name cause she'd get mad at me probably. And I'm a little scared of her, uh, is on a, you know, one of those Facebook groups with a bunch of moms in it. And one of the moms went, help, I can't find toilet paper anywhere. And there are seven butts in my house. (laughs) Can somebody tell me where I've been here and here and here? Has anybody seen any toilet paper? And this woman I love said, sent her a message and said, give me your address and I'll bring you a 12 pack. And the woman said, well, how much? And she said, there's no how much to this. You need toilet paper. I'm bringing you toilet paper. That's all. That's one of those kindnesses that happens behind the scenes, isn't it? Friend of mine brought me eggs the other day because we couldn't find eggs. Just things like that. It just... I've seen a lot of people be very kind, and I'm very happy about that. Was at the grocery store the other day, and they had a, they had just brought pallets in of of canned goods that were still in cases, uh, and this guy in his forties was picking up a case of corn, and he turned around and saw a woman staring at him, and uh, 
she was probably in her 50s, a black woman. And he said, did you want these? And she said, well, I didn't want the whole case. And he said, all right, well, how many do you want? She said, well, just that box would be fine. So he put his down, picked that one up and put it in her buggy. Anything else, ma'am? Nope. Okay. And then he picked up his case and went on his way. And I'm like, I love that. I don't know why either one of you buying a whole case of green beans and corn or whatever. But, but the fact that even in the midst of that, he would stop and help. I was proud of him. That's a good thing. I like that. Picking up a case of... Uh, Green beans or corn's kind of heavy, so it's nice to have some younger person offer to help you with that. See a lot of kindness like that in neighborhoods. I uh, uh, saw somebody that uh, comes every other day and brings groceries and talks to the woman. Uh, you know, they stand off at a distance and just kind of talk to each other, but the bag of groceries is there on the floor. Just seen an awful lot of kindness. Have seen a just overwhelming amount of dedication from people in the medical field and uh, be nice to their families, too. Would you be careful what you say online about doctors and nurses because their families are reading this stuff, too. And go, their their wives and husbands and sons and daughters need to know that their, uh, you know, that, that their loved one is uh, is working in a good cause. They're in danger every day, and they'd like to know that uh, people were thinking about them and praying for them, too. And hasn't it been amazing how quickly the schools and the teachers have suddenly just, bam, we're online learning now. We're distance learning just all of a sudden. You know, two weeks ago, that was not possible. There was no way to make that happen. And then, whoo, here we are. <laughs> My grandchildren are doing distance learning now, and it's they're having a great time because they get to see their, their friends that way. It's just really something. And, and I know schools are still feeding kids. And uh, a lot of churches have gotten together to help with that. There's just a lot of good stuff going on. And I'm happy about that. I mean, we get really busy in our lives, but I think it's good to remember to love our neighbors. And I've seen a lot of that going on. And if you're doing that, then I'm proud of you. Keep that up. That's good stuff. I also know and have seen online and heard a lot of people talking about the different things they're able to teach their kids because they're home with them all day. And kids, you may not be happy about learning how to cook. <laughs> but look, you're going to be eating for the rest of your life, right? You might as well learn how to cook. I think it's important to teach kids these things because I think that's what they'll come away from this remembering. You know, when I was a boy, my dad taught me how monkeys open bananas because I always opened from the stem end when I was little. And of course, that always kind of tears up part of it. And my daddy said, why don't you open it like monkeys do? Well, because I don't know how monkeys do that. He said, well, flip it over to the other end and put your thumbnail in under that little black part there at the end and squeeze and then peel it back. Oh, wow. Didn't mess up any banana, which I love bananas. So <laughs> you can eat all of it. That's even better, right? And so he's like, that's how monkeys open bananas. And, you know, I'm old now and I've never forgotten that. And so every time I eat a banana, I think about my dad and when he taught me that. I think a lot of kids are going to, when they're old, look back at this quarantine time and go, you know what? Mom taught me this. Dad taught me that. I learned this from my grandmother at this time. And I just think that's going to be beautiful. I think it's a great opportunity to create a lot of interesting memories for your kids in times like this. I know some kids that are learning to do laundry. <laughs> and again, you may not be happy about that, guys, but you're going to be wearing clothes for the rest of your life, hopefully. And you want to wear clean clothes, right? So that's a good way to do that. 
I'm waiting for somebody to say, all right, enough of this laying around in our pajamas. Everybody's putting on their nice clothes. Boys are wearing suits. Girls are wearing dresses. We're all going to have a formal dinner on the china, and we're going to use our manners, and we're going to light candles, and we're going to have a conversation about deportment and which fork to use because, you know, all that information is available online. But I think that'd be great. I've heard people talking about you know, just pretending it's Christmas. People are even putting their Christmas lights back up. Well, have a big formal Christmas dinner. Wouldn't that be fun? I think that would be great. And of course, I've loved all the people going, hey man, we're having dance parties in our living room on the regular. I love that. It's good exercise. It's a lot of fun. Lifts your spirits. That's all good stuff. So there's some good ideals for you. There's some good things that are going on around you. And I'm enjoying watching it on social media too. Although nobody's, you know, videoed a dance party yet, but I'd like to see that. I think that would be a lot of fun, and you know who you are. I'm talking to you, yes. I want to see your dance parties on Facebook later. (laughs) I know uh, some people are having an awful quiet time of it and not necessarily happy about that, and, and, you know, you don't like to complain about getting too much rest, but really you are, right? You're not doing enough, and a friend of mine shared a verse of scripture on uh, on her page, I don't know, recently, one of her favorite Bible verses, and it's from Isaiah chapter 30, and it says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says, In, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. And I like that. So <laughs> we're supposed to rest, right? We're supposed to be on uh on our best behavior and social distancing and not going out, well, rest is your salvation, it says here. And I, I like that. And quietness and trust is your strength. That's a good thing to think about, isn't it? We may be getting a lot of rest, but uh, all the smart people in the government and the doctors assure us that's the key to salvation here, to flattening that curve on this virus, is that we all stay home and don't infect anybody else. Rest is our salvation. That's that's good. In quietness and trust, that's where our strength is right now. And I like that. That's a, that's a good way to look at this for me because I get a little stir-crazy sometimes. And I thought I'd talk a little bit about uh, the way we're dealing with it. And we've faced disruptions like this before. A few years ago, we had an ice storm and the power went out. And I know you've probably been through things like that as well. And we learned really early that you have to have some sort of organization because you don't know how long it's going to go on. You know, when the power goes off at first and you go, well, is this going to be 15 minutes, half an hour, six hours? You know, that depends on what you do. Well, when you decide, hey, it's going to be off for a long time because it's an ice storm, and you know how many lines are down, you have to handle it differently. And this is obviously going to be longer than any of us are happy with, this whole stay-at-home thing. There are states that are, you know, putting people on lockdown. There are cities where you can't go outside. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm thinking about those folks wondering if they've got a schedule yet. Because you have to have a schedule for something like that. If you don't, there's nothing to mark the days, right? And I've got a friend that every day goes, hey... It's Monday. Somebody needs to know that, right? It is Monday, so maybe you needed to know that too. But it's it's one of those things that you have to have a schedule or all your days end up being the same, and that's going to get old even quicker. 
So I'm a big advocate of get up in the morning and get dressed. Get up at the same time, whatever time that is. If you want to sleep till nine because you finally can, okay, that's fine. There's no real requirement. Otherwise, sleep till nine. But get up at nine every day and get up and get dressed. Don't spend all week in your pajama pants. You know, I see stuff going around about, hey, nine o'clock at night is when you're supposed to change out of your day pajamas into your night pajamas. <laughs> and that's great for a while. But I mean, think about it. If you took two weeks off on vacation, would you spend the whole time in your pajamas? Maybe, but probably you'd be out doing something, right? If you went to Disney, you wouldn't be running around. In, well, OK, some of you would be running around in your pajamas. Disney World, but but probably you wouldn't. You'd get up and you'd get dressed and you'd have a plan. And I think you need to do that to to break up the monotony of these days because it can get that way in a in a hurry. If you're working from home, man, I can't believe I'm saying this. If you're working from home, work about the same amount that you would if you were at work. Because what I see people doing is they normally, you know, they have a nine to five job but they leave the house at 8.30 and they work until they get home, you know, they don't get home until 6, right? And and instead of that 30-minute commute in the morning and that 30-minute commute in the afternoon with a stop for gas or dinner or something, they're just working all the way through. Well, that's that's not right. You shouldn't You shouldn't be doing that because you needed that. I don't know about you. My commutes were always valuable time for me. You know, on, on the way to work, it got me kind of geared up for dealing with my boss <laughs> after work on the way home it kind of calmed me down so when I got home I didn't kick the dog because I was mad at my boss and maybe you did that too but now you're just you know your commute is from the kitchen to the dining room where you sit down and your computer is uh, you know be sure and take that commute time and do something with it for you what did you do during the 30 minute drive to work well if you spent 30 minutes whaling to the radio, then turn on the radio and whale. I think that's a good plan. If on the way home you, you were organizing things in your head, well, then take 30 minutes at the at the same time you would be coming home and going, okay, guys, mom's commuting right now, so shut up. <laughs> that's okay to do that. That can be part of your schedule. And part of your schedule needs to be kind of the things that you did at work. You know, the people that you saw that you talked to at lunch, well, it's okay to talk to them now, too. You know, it's okay to call somebody and go, hey, you know, what's going on? I'm, you know, we work together, but I don't want to talk about work. I just wanted to visit with you about, well, it can't be the football game, can it? <laughs> it can't be the sports team. It can't be the, um, what can it be? But you can talk to people and just go, hey, man, how you holding up? Because people like to be checked on. I know you do, too. So we need to do that. Part of your schedule needs to be some quiet time, some alone time. Uh, and it's okay at some point in the day to go, all right, kids, we're having 90 minutes of quiet time. Go to your room. You can read a book. You can have screen time. You can, whatever it is, you can take a nap. You can do yoga. You can meditate. But we're all going to be on our own for a little bit because you need that. Folks, this is a lot more togetherness than you're accustomed to, isn't it? And, uh, if you got your husband and your wife and your kids and your everybody's in the same house and nobody's happier than your dog, right? Everybody's home. Somebody said they had to break quarantine to go to the vet because something was wrong with their dog. He'd hurt his back or something. And the vet said, are you all staying home? 
And they said, yeah, well, everybody's there. And they went, right. Your dog sprained his tail wagging it so hard. This is the happiest dog I've ever seen. Go home. Don't break quarantine again. Your dog's just really happy that you're all working at home together. But that alone time is important. And even if you only have one room in the house that you can share, you know, it's so you get 30 minutes of quiet time in this time slot and then somebody else gets in. That means for that 30 minutes, you get that room to yourself for whatever it is, you know, for just being alone because you're going to need some of that downtime. You need to exercise. You got to work some. And whether that's in the yard, or a lot of people are taking walks. Man, I've seen people walking through our neighborhood. I don't even know who they are. They don't live in our neighborhood. They live somewhere around here. And uh, today, <laughs> today I was out and, and two moms walked by with a stroller, young moms, and like, 50 feet behind them were three little girls jabbering and jabbering and jabbering. And mom and the moms were talking and walking with the baby. And then the three little girls are way off behind them. I said, y'all are doing a great job with this social distancing concept. <laughs> I don't know that it meant get that far from your kids, but what a great time to get that far from your kids if they're chattery like that. But a lot of dogs around here are happy with the exercise that they're getting. There's an awful lot of people out walking, and it gives you a chance to say hello to the old cowboy Then it's in, that's in his yard, maybe. and That's not a bad thing. I saw one of my neighbors pulling weeds and thought, man, I am not that bored yet. Not in my grass, thank you very much. In my garden, yeah, I'm doing that, but in my front yard, not so much. I'm trying to talk my bride into tilling up the front yard and let's plant something up there that we can eat. I hate... You know, grass is just a dumb ideal. Hey, let's grow a bunch of, let's obsessively grow a bunch of something that we can't eat. That doesn't make any sense to the farmer in my heart. So, y'all, I don't think I'm going to win that fight, but I am having it. But get some exercise. And if you can't get out, kind of like here, it's been uh, raining. Man, I, it's a friend of mine said he got pulled over by the Coast Guard while driving his pickup truck. And they issued him a, a citation for not uh, wearing a flotation device. It's about that damp around here. They're going to turn all those signs around that say bridge may ice in cold weather. On the other side, it's going to say no wake zone. You can't drive through there and stir up the water that much. It's just been really wet and soggy. And then last night, it got foggy. And this morning, it's the same way. And it all day, it's just kind of a kind of a dreary day. But uh, but they say sunshine is coming, and I'm looking forward to that. The other thing I'd tell you is is uh, not to pine too much for normal. We all have a tendency to do that, to want things to get back to normal. I just want things to be normal. And I got to tell you, you're not going to like this part, but I got to tell you right now, this is normal. This is what normal looks like. Your kid's doing school online, that's normal. You can't really fix a problem until you can really identify it. You know what they say, a problem well stated is a problem half solved. Well, the problem is this is normal, but you can't change it until you call it what it is. And what it is is normal. Your kids are home, and your kids need to go to school, and your kids need to be kept busy, and your kids need to be entertained. And you have all those same issues, too. This is normal will help you. Just deciding, you know what, today this is what we're doing. And how long are we going to do this? We don't know, but it's normal not to know. It's just accepting some of that will help you calm down because, man, when things aren't normal, we tend to get really anxious about wanting things to get back to normal. But, y'all, right now, this is normal, and we just have to roll with that. Don't give up. 
don't don't just give up and eat bonbons and watch Netflix until your eyes glaze over. This is not the time for that. Stay involved. Stay involved with other people electronically or on Facebook. Be be a light. Be an encouragement. Call you know call your family and and just say how's it going? You doing okay? And just get the news. I'm hearing a lot more just visiting going on. People want to hear something besides this news that's endlessly being broadcast. You know, my mom, she wants to know what all my kids are doing in great detail because you know what? None of them have COVID-19 and all of them have busy lives and I can tell her all the things I know. And, uh, and that's the kind of thing that people want to hear right now. I think it will help. If you stay involved in other people's lives, you'll know those things too and you can help. Just keep fighting the good fight. It's not wasted time. It's not wasted effort. I know you're, I've, <laughs> I know it's hard to help your kids with homework and they do things so different now. And, you know, it's, I've seen a lot of people say, all right, a lot of common core math kids are about to learn how to carry a one. And that made me laugh, even though I don't know why you wouldn't know how to carry a one in common core math. And I, now I'm afraid some of you would tell me about that, but y'all just be remembering that, you know, Intro to Algebra 1 was the worst three years of my life, so maybe I'm not helping anybody with math really very far at all, although I do have on my shelf uh, the big book of knowledge is what we call it, and anytime any of the kids ever had a homework assignment and didn't know the information well enough to do the homework, I'd say, well, go get me the big book of knowledge and we'll look, and it's amazing how much was in there, and it's not an encyclopedia, and it's not... Uh, it's it's not a dictionary. I, it's just basic knowledge on just about every subject they cover in school. You don't have to do that. You have the Internet. It's all right there. If you need help with math, you can find it. If you need help with history, boy, can you find it. If you need help with anything, you can find it. If you need help with experiments for them to do, you can find it. There are so many kids I know that are in school but they're all caught up on their work and they would love a chance to tutor with your kids. And they don't even probably have to go to your school for a lot of it. So look for those options because they're bored too. They're looking for somebody to help. Give them an opportunity. I think that's a good thing to do. We, uh, you know, and, and, and there's a real value in having somebody that knows how to do that explain it to you. It's different than a teacher, isn't it? I don't know why, but for some reason... Having somebody that's more of a peer explain it to you, it all makes perfect sense. And they're more believable for some reason. And we're all kind of that way. It's not just kids that are that way, folks. It's grownups that are that way, too. When our twins were born, we were overwhelmed. Man, we didn't sleep for six months. Um, we brought them home and nobody slept like at all for like two weeks. Nobody, I swear, nobody slept at all. My boss called me one Saturday and he said, hey, James, how are the kids? And I told him, oh, man, it's terrible. Nobody's sleeping ever. And this one has some sort of breathing problem. And that one's producing nuclear waste in his diapers. And it's just, ah, it's awful. He goes, well, man, I'm really sad to hear that. Uh, have you got everything you need? And he goes, yeah, I guess so. He goes, well, listen, I had a question for you. I went, yeah, what is it? He said, well, it's been a couple of weeks. And um, I was wondering, um, you know, are you coming back to work? And I went, oh, my God, I forgot all about work. How do you forget work for two weeks? But I really did. I went, oh, no, work. I forgot. I'll be there first thing in the morning. And he went, well, you know, James, tomorrow's, tomorrow's Saturday. 
And y'all, I just started bawling. I was crying so hard. Will you call me and tell me when it's Monday so I can come to work? Because y'all, going to work sounded like just heaven to me that point in time. He did better than that. He called me on Sunday night and uh, took me to the store to buy diapers and then took me home, said, I'll be here in the morning to pick you up. He called me on Monday to make sure I was up and then picked me up, drove me to work and let me nap all the way. <laughs> so that was great. But, you know, somewhere in there when we were really struggling with, with, you know, twins, it's just two babies. If you've had one baby and been overwhelmed, imagine two. And a friend of ours, Patty, came over and she had twins that were a little older than ours and she just handled it. She's like, no, you go take a nap, you go take a shower, or here's some food. I brought you a casserole. Sit down and eat. It's hot. I'll take care of the babies. And she's this little thing, you know. And But she, she totally had it. And one's crying and one's throwing up or whatever. She's fine with it. She's got it. She's like, y'all, I look, I did this with mine, and they were both on heart monitors and breathing machines. And, you know, one time I had to go to the store with both babies, both on heart monitors. I've got this. You can go take a shower. And, you know, you'd think you'd be a little embarrassed that, you know, somebody else made it look that effortless. But what it was was a gift because somebody like us up here knew how to do this. And, man, that helped us so much. It gave us so much confidence. We can do this. She did it. And, you know, she's here to help us, and she's telling us how it works. We, I, you know what? I think we can do it, too. Man, that helped so much. It's the same way with tutoring for your kids. Don't, you know, don't give yourself, <laughs> don't strain your brain trying to convince your kid that you know physics. Even if you do know physics, they're your kid. They're not listening to you. Find another kid that knows physics, and they'll say the exact same thing you did, but your kid will get it. And you know why? Because they're just like us. They like hearing things from a peer. It makes more sense to them that way. That was us with uh, with Patty coming over. It just made so much sense. And I sure hope she hears this because we love that woman to this day. She really made a difference for us. And you know what? You may be making new friends for your kids by finding them a tutor that they can talk to and connect with and learn these things from. That's a gift you can give them. And to learn it in a time like this... Man, you'll never forget it. I, you know, everything to a kid is an adventure. Remember that. I mean, we get really stressed and we are worried that our kids are really upset about things. But man, to kids, everything is an adventure. I've got some friends and their little girl had leukemia. And it was horrible, horrible through all the years of treatment. And they remember the spinal taps and they remember the hair falling out and they remember the nightmares and they remember, it was just awful through the whole thing. You know what the little girl remembers? She remembers how much time people spent with her. She remembers the, the service dog that came to the hospital that she got to play with. She remembers the good stuff. It was an adventure. Everything's an adventure. You know, I know you're worried about your kids and you should be. That's your job. But your kids, this is kind of an adventure, and you can feed into that a little bit, and you can help them kind of experience this adventure in a way that they can learn things, you know. I was explaining to one of my kids, he's 21 now, I was explaining to him today, he doesn't have a washer and dryer, and I'm like, okay, so you know you can wash clothes in the sink? He's like, how, how do you do that? So we talked about that, you know, what kind of soap do you use? Well, what kind of soap have you got? That's what kind of soap you use. I know we've got hand soap. All right. Well, if you've got dishwashing soap, that works too. You fill up one sink with hot water and soap, 
And then you rub your clothes in there and you rub them and rub them together until you get them clean. And then you rinse them in the other sink and then you wring them out and hang them on the, uh, the line or hang them on the shower curtain. And, you know, if they're that, uh, some of that dry weave stuff, they won't even be wrinkled. <laughs> if it's all cotton, y'all, it's probably going to be wrinkled. But then you can iron it if you need to. Or wear it wrinkled. Nobody cares about your wrinkled clothes, right? <laughs> but, you know, if you teach your kids these kind of things in this kind of time, they're never going to forget it. And they're never, you know, it's, it's going to be part of the adventure for them. And I think that's not a bad thing. For moms and dads, it's still very stressful. And a mom I love sent me a text yesterday and said, you know, this was the weirdest day ever. And we did all the right things. And later I went in the closet and cried for 15 minutes. Like, I was thinking, wow, I hope there was chocolate hidden in the closet, right? She did say she ate some cookies in there. So maybe maybe she's got a hidden stash. And I think that's that's okay. We're stressed. But our kids just, this is an adventure to them. And that's why they don't take all of this as seriously as we do sometimes, because it's just one more adventure. And they're kind of excited about it. Let them be excited about it, I say. It is uh, kind of an adventure that we'd rather not be having. But uh, i got to tell you, I've read the news and I've watched some of it. You can't hardly get away from it. If you're not careful, you'll see way more news than you ever wanted to know. And it's all the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and And... And I'm not upset and I'm not scared. I think they want us to be upset, though. So we'll keep watching and keep reading and keep listening. They, that's, you know, that's how the news channels and the, and the radio stations. And that's how they that's how they get money. Right. Is by how many people are listening or watching. And, you know, you check out a local radio station and they're saying things to calm you down. Hey, listen, everything's going to be OK. <laughs> and at the national level, it's like there is death and destruction in the streets. <laughs> I go, shut up, man. I don't need to hear that. Because <laughs> I don't need to be needlessly upset, and neither do you. And so I click it off and go do something else. And I think you probably should, too. But, you know, I was thinking about a Bible verse this week, and it used to come up a lot. I mean, you know, there are a lot of them that people say, oh, that's my favorite verse, and I've always loved this one or that one. And, and you know the ones, and they come up a lot, but... One I haven't heard in a long time, like a decade at least, is from Romans eight twenty eight, and he and it says, "And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose." It doesn't say in some things; it says in all things God works together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. You can read whichever translation you want, but. Does that mean that even this COVID-19 thing, that God can bring something good out of it? Of course it does. He's God. He can do that. So we don't have to be worried about that. You know, every tree in our neighborhood bloomed this week. All of them. There's leaves everywhere. Everything's green all of a sudden. The, the, the red oak tree in my front yard and the maple tree in my backyard and the even the, uh, the uh, Japanese maple's got little bitty red buds popping up on it. My Laura Pedulum has purple flowers all over it. I've got cannas shooting up out of the ground. Pear tree blossoms everywhere. We went to pick up a grocery order today, and there were blue bonnets on the side of the road. And there were a big lake that we drive by to get to town, and, and there were uh, yellow irises popping up all along the side of the bank there. And uh, 
azaleas are in bloom. My son's azaleas, as we drove by his house, we could see white and red azaleas in his front yard. Tulips are popping up everywhere. I mean, and it's all happening at once as if there was a plan, as if somebody said to him, yep, okay, now's time. Well, there is somebody in charge of all that. And there is a plan. God has a plan for all of this stuff. And and he's going to work all of this to our good and for his glory. And I really, really believe that. And it keeps me calm. And, you know, we're supposed to tell people why we're hopeful. So I decided I'd come tell you why I'm hopeful. Those are the some things I hang on to. And wherever you are and what you believe about God, you have to look around, I think, and see blue bonnets, you know, and and Indian paintbrushes and crimson clover all popping up and go, that's beautiful. I've got friends that are seeing deer in their yard for the first time in months. We've got more bird activity. We've got uh, woodpeckers that have moved. The great big pileated woodpeckers, woody woodpeckers, the ones that laugh so crazy. <laughs> Love those things. And, you know, all of it, nature isn't upset about any of this. This is just another day to them. And it's just part of the adventure. Your kids aren't as upset about this as you are, for the most part. They're sensitive, so they're picking up your stress. But this is kind of an adventure. Oh my gosh, can you imagine when you were in school, if they'd said, okay, we're closing the school and you have to go home and you have to do your homework on the computer with a video phone, you'd go, dude, it's the Jetsons. Let's go. (laughs) That would have been great. That's where your kids are. It's an adventure to them. And you know what? God's not upset or surprised by any of this either. He knows what's going on and he's got a plan. And the proof of that is that there are leaves on every tree in my yard and every, every bird in my yard was singing this morning, not just the good singers, all of them, (laughs) all of them were singing this morning. And it's just, it's springtime here in Texas. And I guess that always cheers me up. And even though, even though all of this stuff is going on around us and it is kind of stressful, I just wanted to take a minute and tell you. I think it's going to be okay. I think there's going to continue to be problems and challenges, but you know, there always have been. And here you are. You've had a lot of bad days, but you know what? You've overcome all of them. And here you are. You're kind of amazing. And you're going to get through this. You can do this. You know how to do this. You just kind of don't want to. And I know, I don't blame you. None of us want to do this. But you know what? This is what we have. And so this is what we've got to do. And you can do this. And I know you can. And I'm, I'm really excited that we're all able to do this together on a podcast. Well, that's what I've got for you today. And I hope that's helpful. Tonight, there'll be another story. I've got a great big stack of books I can read now. And uh, so we'll start my, my lovely bride. <laughs> help me pick out a lot of different books. Who read this one? Read that one. So there's a lot of good stuff coming. We're going to keep up with the bedtime stories because we've gotten a lot of good feedback about it. I know of a 10-year-old young man who taught his mom the hand motions to Jesus Loves Me because she, he said, hey, do you know the hand motions? Because I do. And so he taught her the hand motions, and I love that. And uh, I've got another young friend who uh, listens to them every night when it's bedtime because it helps her calm down. And so we're going to keep on with the bedtime stories that may be more popular than the podcast stories. I don't know, but we'll keep doing both. Uh, at a at an increased tempo these days because I think we need a little more distraction in a good way this week. Folks, I wish you well. I'm, uh, I'm praying for you right now as you listen to this, and I hope that, uh, that 
all of this doesn't become too overwhelming for you because you have all the tools you need to do all of the things that you're being asked to do. And I know you can take care of it. Thanks a lot, friends. Don't worry too much because the best really is yet to come.